Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by Adam Tudor. Hello there. And Ed Ball. Hello there. So what we're going to talk about today is the results for the past weekend, and we're going to start off with the hyperspace trial that was in Boards and Swords in Derby, uh, which both Adam and Ed went to. So Adam, give us a quick rundown. What list did you bring? How'd you get on? So I took the uh, Double Jedi, Double Torrent list that's been going around recently. It's uh, Anakin with uh, 7B and an R2 astromech, and then uh, Mace with a 7B and just two naked gold squadrons. Uh, I went three and three um, in the end by the narrowest of margins. And when I say narrowest of margins, I played my final game going in three and two, wanting four and two for the dice against a Wedge, Luke and Dutch all with Torps. And it came down to the final three turns where I, if I do say so myself, pretty damn well blocked Dutch with the torrent and could not do three damage to kill him. And half of Dutch beat me, basically. So I was pretty gutted about that. But overall, I think it went it went pretty well. I wasn't too unhappy with the list. It did leave me with some things to think about the list going forwards. But overall, I think it was okay. What are those things, Adam? You can't just dangle that. <laughs> well, I always let not just me talk. So the first thing I think is a change that I would personally make. Now, this is definitely one of those things where it's probably me flying it wrong and I should learn to fly it better. But I didn't really get any use. I, I triggered it occasionally, but realistically no use out of uh, the R2 astromech to regen Anakin. Okay. It, the dial is so good, and he being PS6, it's really easy to keep him in the fight. And I never actually found myself going, no, the best option is to run away and regen here. There were, there were occasional times, don't get me wrong. But what I actually found was that far more often, Mace was simply getting out PS'd and killed. Um, even in that, that final game that I just described, um, I slooped Mace to get a target lock full force attack on Luke, but Luke had one-banked. The one-bank had me an arc and I just died. So actually I'm thinking putting... Is it heightened perception that makes you shoot a PS7? Yeah. Um, putting that on Mace to make him just leapfrog. Not, you're not going to use it all the time, but just leapfrog up to seven and get some potentially some PS kills of my own out of this fully you know fully forced pilot get some value um, out of going at 7 and then 6 yeah absolutely yeah um, and and his ability really liked flying at 4 because you can guarantee the the sloops and whatever um, but then shooting at 7 just to get use out of him before he gets killed and the other thought, which people aren't going to uh, agree with me on, probably, <laughs> is that I think the 7B title is probably too expensive. Not hugely. I think I would personally drop it by two points. So on Anakin, it would go to 16 points, which is one of those things. I'm not expecting it to actually happen because a lot of people have done quite well with the list. And a few hyperspace trials have even been won with it. But I just don't think the maths works for... You gaining two shields, but losing an agility. I don't think the maths is right there, and it just places far too much emphasis 
on the extra red dice. But they're pretty pretty naff without the red dice. Like the, the laser calibrated targeting title being so many so much cheaper is all well and good, but it's really difficult to pull off. When Anakin is seventy odd plus points, I don't want him to ever have a two dice attack. Yeah. What kind of rocks do you bring? Do you bring gas so I had a debris and two gas clouds. Um, Why a debris? Because I don't like boards that are all gas clouds. So if if my opponents brought all gas clouds, I kind of look at it and go, well, there's nothing to fly around here. Because one one of the very first games I played against gas clouds, my opponent just flew over them and it was like, cool, I'm over here now. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't it doesn't feel good to be like, well, I'm going to dodge around these rocks and make you fly through them and it's like okay i will um, <laughs> so my question there is that why not an asteroid because with asteroids you can still use your whatever the ship ability yeah, is called I can, I can still use my ability controls. um because the jedi don't like stress that much do they no they don't really well the, the dial's not terrible but no they 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 definitely work so well because they don't stress themselves honestly it probably should be, but I'd need to have a look for where my big rock is. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, interesting to see how you get on with that with uh, with a few tweaks. Ed, mm. hello. Same question to you. What did you bring? How did you get on? What did I bring? Now, there's a question. <laughs> mm, let me think. Uh, I, I, I take what I have always taken in hyperspace events, which is the terrible, most awful list ever. That is four X1s, Vader, Marek, Tempest, Tempest, four fire control systems, and so much hate, it's unreal. For a total of 198 points. I did okay. Uh, I went five and one, made the top Only eight. Only okay, says. Only okay. Room for improvement. Made the top eight, but didn't make the top four because I'm terrible and must get better. Uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh, so what? What? Uh, what were your losses to? It was table one in round six to Rebel Beef, Wedge, Braylon, Tenum, uh, Cassian, mm. and uh, I think I think it was elusive on the stress equals focus. Be yeah, stre- yeah, yeah, stress equals focus, and then just layer on Cassian. And that was a kind of a the only game sort of where I had less than average dice. Kind of started off how I would usually. And uh, turns out the uh, yeah don't don't fly at B wings, fly around them. <laughs> it kind of exploded. I got a couple of them. I think it was a two hundred sort of two hundred to ninety odd loss. But that was the uh, against. Round six in you know the bet me and my opponent being according to Swiss the best two in the room uh, it went poorly but still made made top eight and finished fourth in the Swiss overall. Nice. So how do you t- tend to fly your four X ones? Do you tend to joust or try and flank in or a bit of a mix? It depends. Uh, mm. There was some evolution over the course of the event because in the top eight I got a different kind of flavored rebel rebel beef. My match in the top eight was against selfless beef, so uh, with uh, Biggs instead of Wedge, and then selfless on both the B-Wings. They can fly as two pairs. They can fly as a block of four. 
they can fly as four individual ones. It entirely depends on the setup, really, uh, and the opponent's list. Tie swarms, you fly at them and you kill them before they shoot. Against aces, the oddly, the, the PS split over the four advanced can work in your favor. They are obviously going to try and kill Vader, uh, mm-hmm. which means they're ignoring the Tempests. The Tempests, once they've got a lock on the target, can actually do consistent, decent damage, as well as being able to be blockers. So it, it, it entirely depends. There's nothing consistent, but I do like jousting. Sometimes it goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, what kind of rocks do you bring, actually, thinking about it? I don't bring any rocks. It is all debris. All debris? Yeah, because I can fly through it, and if I'm on it, I can still shoot. Uh, it also works well against mining guild ties. Yeah, once yeah. the... Once the advances have got a target lock, I just want to follow you. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. really ever spend the target lock unless you're looking at like taking the ship off the board that turn. Yeah. Do you find the target locks hard to get with the Tempests? They're initiative two, right? So this is why the often shouted across Element Games and other venues across the Northwest, the battle cry of the Tempest, five forward to victory. <laughs> Because the five forward on the turn one basically gives you the option. You can also lead with putting them down first off and they're the first two ships on the table. Not always, but when they are, you can see what happens where with the opponent's deployment. If you do a five forward and they're vaguely in front of you, as opposed to over the other side of the board in the corner, you can get the lock more often than not by a two or a three in turn two. Mm. Uh, if they do a rebel one forward to victory, you've closed eight of the eleven. So yeah. you know, a, a sort of a, t- a two bank will uh, will get you the lock, and then you just kind of go, please don't kill me this turn. Uh, and they often don't because turns out tempests are fairly resilient. And then from there, it's just a case of following, following the thing until it's dead. Right. It's quite. An, I've said this to you before. I can't get my head around this list, <laughs> and part of me thinks it's awful. But you just, through sheer force of will and stubbornness, yeah, get yeah. it there. No, uh, uh, quite possibly. I don't know. The they are obviously perceived to be terrible. Uh, they do turn around slowly. This is true, but they have four Ks and talons, and. Although their blue maneuvers are limited, their blue maneuvers stack well with the 4Ks and the Talons. So you can turn around fairly easily if you don't mind the stress. Possibly part of the reason why the debris clouds come as opposed to rocks or gas clouds or anything else. And the fire control system stacked with the the ship ability is actually quite good. If you're at range 1, you're averaging... Two and a half hits with a crit, uh, if not more. I think it's more. Yeah, and with Marek, you're getting to pick the crit, so really, you can yeah. cripple stuff pretty easily, I suppose. If if you're double modded with the target lock or fire control system and a focus, you're averaging at range one. You, you're expecting effectively two hits, two crits, which isn't bad. No, it's quite scary when you put it like that. Um, and, it's a lot and, yeah, of damage output from a, a PS2 Tempest. Initiative 2 Tempest, sorry. 
Yeah, it's it, they, they turn around, they fly forward, they go, cool, I'm now going to get my target lock. Next turn, I'll either go in for the bump, or depending how fast the, the, the opposite, opposing list has come in, you'll go past them and turn around, or break off and come back in. It's it's. I don't know. I, I don't know how it happens. I don't know why they've got sort of the reputation that you, you've mentioned, Colm, you know, the terrible and awful and shouldn't happen, but it seemingly is starting, or I'm starting to be able to drive them fairly well. So this is good. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's a nice summary of your two-day, how you got on. Um, so just to finish off on the, the hyperspace trial, congrats to Miles Stevenson for getting the win. He was flying, I believe, it Lando was... with Luke and Wedge. Yeah, Lando, Luke, Wedge. I think it was just Lando with... Yeah, numb with numb with the with the pilot uh, with the crew, and just Luke Luke and Wedge, uh, you know, just just the S foils. Yeah, yeah, quite cool. I think you can like yeah. use Lando to give the action wherever it's needed, and like it's two double modded shots with Luke's force, and if you're giving Wedge a focus and he can lock, I think it's quite a cool little list. Yeah, it's it's effective. Like Wedge. The Wedge's pilot ability is absolutely crippling, and if you're able to get that double modded shot with the Wedge, that is just basically, you know, t- take damage, please. Yeah. It works fairly well against Beef because B Wings only have the one agility. So whatever Wedge rolls is going through, you know, the stress equals re rolls B Wing goes, ah. Uh, will re-roll all of the dice that I haven't rolled and still take all of the damage. Yeah. yeah. I think there's some quite tricksy maneuvering things you can do against Beef as well, like using Lando's ability to coordinate Wedge to do like a pre-maneuver focus boost and then clear. Like there's quite cool things you could do. Uh, th- th- and then this is it. This is the interactions across all of the lists. And it's like I went, oh, what does Lando do? I've forgot and it's like, oh yeah it makes sense and then because of how it sticks with the the crew that there is benefits to be had um, but it, every kind of different list plays its own way and requires its own sort of mindset to sort of pilot correctly mm. um, of the top eight there were three beef lists all of which <laughs> were different so it's it's how how you want to spin it the other thing that was kind of eye-opening as well for kind of just, I don't know, I suppose the meta wheel at this point was there was two Republic beef lists with double arc quadruple torrents. Yeah, with Sinker, one of the arcs given the rerolls. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. That's one of the lists that people kind of homed in on when it was first announced, but it's not really popped up that much. Uh, two in top eight isn't bad. No, no. So maybe it's just that it's taken Slow a while burn. for people to actually kind of figure it out and get it on the table. Okie doke. All right, that's enough for Boys and Swords. Let's just do a quick little bit on the System Open series that happened in Malmo this past weekend. So I think we'll just touch on the final maybe and a few little points on that. So it was won by Nicholas Scott Nielsen, who also made the top 16 at the UK System Open with three Skurgs and Drea. And in second place was Gizli Balder, who was running uh, Quad Phantoms. Gizli is a host of the uh, Tula Squadron radio. 
pretty good podcast based mm-hmm. in Iceland. So, Adam, you've played Quad Phantoms. Any I surprise have. to oh, see I mean, a first... final? Um, no, not really. No, I think it's... I was surprised that there was only two of them. So, yeah, that was. I just quick, had a quick chat with Gizli uh, on Slack, and he said that there were only two Quad Phantom lists, and a lot of people were teching against it, but both of them <laughs> still made the cup. <laughs> which potentially says a lot yes. which um, I'm sure will provide ample ammunition for everybody who says they need to be nerfed when's the points change yeah I mean I, I imagine they were both still good pilots the the phantoms aren't invincible as shown by the outcome of the final but it, it, it is intriguing that there was only two and both made it but at the yeah. same time it's such a small sample size it's not like 30 of them turned up and 20 of them made, you know, the top 32. <laughs> two good pilots for flying quad phantoms is entirely different. A two in an entire field itself is probably the takeaway factor. Do we know how big the event was? I think it was 91. So two out of 91 as a sample size, you should, that's, I would say, is not significant at all you, because the, the two... F- making the cut, uh, Gisley and Conrad do were the, the two quad phantoms. You know, a good pilot can do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think two out of 91 is the interesting point. People are starting to turn away from them because people are teching against them. So if you're not a good player, you will just disintegrate under weight of fire or, you know, in, inaccurate positioning. Yeah. An interesting thing to me, I said we just talked about the final, but I'm getting distracted here, that a lot of good players, so Fan Langelan, uh, Bjorn Nielsen, players we've heard of, both made cut with quad K wings. And that surprises me, because quad A's, they get the focus, the quad phantoms have Duke, so essentially they don't have a defense dice. There's zero agility ships as long as the Sigma Squadron Aces are getting the getting their Duke off. So it's a little bit surprising, but I suppose it's just the bombs do enough damage? Question mark. And also it's just a, a big weight of health, surely. If, yeah, it doesn't matter that it, it, like you're looking at pretty good rolls to take one off of the table in a turn. And yeah, in return if they're a rocketing or whatever. And it's just they can't always spend that focus, but it just means they can't shoot their barrage rockets. No idea here because I don't even know what a K Wings stat line looks like. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Still new, honest. What were they? How many shields? What? What? How healthy are they? There's one agility, six hull, three shields off the top of my head. So uh, bit, yeah, that's right. So they're basically a tankier Y Wing that shoots you with rockets and bombs. Yeah, and they've yeah. got a turret. So with the barrage yeah. rockets, they can shoot forward. Uh, if they have their turret pointed sideways, they've got like a 270 degree arc. Which does cut off a lot of the, the strength of the uh, decloak. You can shoot sideways. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we, here's the other comparator. Do we know how many people turned up out of the 91 with quad K wings? Was it two? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. Uh, I'm sure Simon from First Earth will have made that data available or will make it available, but I've not seen it at time of recording. Uh, and then the last thing I want to mention is Nicholas, uh, who won. He was flying three Loch Revenants and Drea, 
all with veteran tur- well the revenants all had veteran turret gunner one with dorsal turret two with ion cannon turret and drea without a turret and that kind of blows my mind that you wouldn't put a dorsal turret on drea it's only two yeah. points and it increases yeah, her, her ability so much for an ion cannon turret to be worth it over that extra kind of coverage is very surprising to me but he's he's been doing well with it so the ion must be worth quite a lot well is isn't it basically combining the traditional revenant build with the five y wing build the the double tap iron cannon from the revenants might not come off all the time there's only two of them so it's going to be somewhat inconsistent but it gives if it comes off, it's like, cool, you're there next turn. Next turn, that one dies. So it's kind of a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, and seemingly is doing... Well, it's working. Yeah. It is interesting to see that the Drea, though, is like is still effective, even uh, without the dorsal. Because I think Drea is potentially one of the things that you might see a bit of a points bump in with the points change, so... It shows there's a little bit of leeway in that list and it can still be good. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, it's definitely a lot to think on. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, think... Not, not for me. I'll just stay with Advanced. <laughs> just stick to Hyperspace. You'll be fine. All right. I think that's all we've got time for today. So it is goodbye from Ed. Or goodbye. Goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you change your mind Take a chance, 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 take a chance